You're listening to Stories from the Front. Everyone here has got a story to tell. I am an American soldier, baptized in fire and blood. I give my heart and soul, trying to do good. Tom Broadway. All right, welcome back. Stories from the front, episode five. Ah. And we made it to five episodes. Feels pretty good. So much vodka. Oh my goodness, she's drinking a lot of vodka. I'm drinking <laughs> Moscow. It's pretty good. Hey, so yeah, welcome back. Um, we kind of made some improvements. We got some new mic stands. If you've seen the pictures on social media, hopefully you have. If not, hopefully, then yeah. you need to follow us on social media. Yeah, hopefully you've been paying attention to it because you'll definitely notice a sound difference. Hopefully in this stuff. So our fingers are crossed for a sound difference. We're trying to make a better improvement because there's too much echo. We, check, we know. Check, we knew that. Check. 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 I think we're getting better though. Um, we are going to be buying some acoustic panels coming up, so that'll be soon, and we'll kind of line the room with acoustic panels. If you'd stop shaking your drink with ice in it, I'm sure they'd really appreciate it. Oh, my God. Okay, so today we have Austin. He is pretty fantastic. I have have a few more things. No, I don't want you to say all that. Uh, I'm sorry. Whose podcast is this? I was making a joke. God. Mm. Mm. Um, First off, so SoundCloud is giving me some issues right now because it only allowed me to upload like three hours. So you won't see like episodes one, two, and three right now. And four? Four, two? Damn. Mm-mm, no, three and four. <laughs> so, I don't. I think only three, like... Three and four <laughs> are on there. Okay, so for some reason, like, they only op- let me upload a couple hours of podcasts, so i got to upgrade my subscription. So I'm going to have to do that in order to keep uploading podcast episodes, which sucks, but whatever. Um, so you have to pay for it? Yeah, you have to pay for it. You have to go to like a pro membership. It's like nine bucks a month. Oh, well, it's not bad. It's not too terrible, but it gives you like unlimited hosting and unlimited amounts of hours and shit. So I mean, then again, I say you're not bad and it's debatable. But Shut your mouth. So I, I don't know if iTunes, if you're, you can see it on iTunes. I hadn't really checked. I don't pay attention to iTunes. I have an Android, so I don't really yeah, know. You Master could, raised Android. You, yeah. you could have literally asked me and been like, hey, oh, well, Danny. Has, have you, <laughs> but, this way. So you can't see episodes of... Four and we can only see four and five. I'm sorry, three and four. Well, after this, it'll probably just be. Yeah, four. I can right, right, literally right. only see three and four. That's it. So you can only see three and four on. That's unfortunate. It's on iTunes right now. Too? That's on iTunes. Three and four is all I can see. Why though? Why on iTunes? That's because th- you suck. Wow, that's terrible. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm fixing that. I'm gonna upgrade my subscription, and I'll have the newest episode uploaded sometime this weekend. So look out for that, and you should be able to listen to the previous episodes. And judge how better the sound <laughs> sounds on this one. So that's good. Uh, but yeah, let's go ahead and get into our guest today, which I got yelled at for. Uh, I wasn't ready to introduce him. I wanted to build up more of a okay uh, intro to it. Anyways, uh, welcome, I, my buddy, the, uh, mystery voice here. Yeah, the one that's been speaking. Welcome, here. Austin, to the podcast. Austin, thank you for coming. Hi. Glad to be here. Yeah. Oh, mystery voice. Mystery voice. It sounds so sexual. Oh, Very my God. You know what? You should make all the uh, mystery airhead commercials and be like, That would be mystery funny. Mystery flavor. Mystery. Yeah. And everybody would be like, 
What flavor is that? And you could be like, mystery. 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 So, Austin, you served in the Army. Yes, I did. Um, you were active duty for the whole time? Is that yes, right? Yes, I was active duty. Yeah. What was your... So, you... How many years did you actually serve? Like, three years. So, you did three. So, you did three... Like, where were you stationed? I was out of uh, Fort Hood. Fort Hood. Ugh. You were first calf in Fort Hood? No, 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 no. I was under the 13th ESC. ESC, what does that stand for? Expeditionary Command. Expeditionary Command. I don't think I've ever heard of that. I was in 4th Sustainment Brigade. It's a Sustainment Brigade. So what does yes. Sustainment Brigade do? Uh, we sustain. Uh, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Oh, we do what it says. Thank you, Captain Obvious. <laughs> no, uh, it's... Uh, <laughs> for the people that don't know what fucking Sustainment Brigade is, you ass. <laughs> uh, sustainment is basically logistics. Uh, uh, okay. Transportation Logistics Brigade. Uh, do everything from... Transporting to uh, lifting to et cetera, et cetera. Okay. Um, et cetera, et cetera. So were you in Fort Hood the whole time? Yeah. Well, Three years? other than the uh, nine months I was deployed. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, other than the nine months you were deployed to? Afghanistan. Afghanistan, okay. Right. Um, so what was your actual job at Fort Hood? What were you doing all the time? Well, I was a 88 Mike. Ah, truck driver. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Heavy vehicle, heavy equipment. Officer. I met a lot of good people that were 88 mics. But, however, unfortunately, I was uh, attached to a 88 hotel unit. Uh, I don't know what that is. It is a uh, forklift operator. Forklift? Basically. So, did you have to. So, because you were attached to that, did you have to take on some of that responsibility? Uh, yeah, I was licensed on a 10K forklift and 6K and some of the smaller ones, but we also handled. Uh, they're called Calmars. Calmar. I don't know what the fuck that is. Giant green. <laughs> big gi- oh, that's con- the ones that yeah, lift the big conics. Okay, yeah, they lift okay. the conics. I've, I've seen some of those in yeah. Afghanistan. My first tour. They're like. Please tell me every time you drove them, you just were like pew 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 pew. pew it's like pew. a big transformer looking thing. It's like yeah, mm-hmm. no, I didn't drive those. Uh, you got the small ones though. Um, yeah, no, I drove the small ones. Uh, but no, so basically my job was uh, I escorted. Uh, which meant that, Wait, like so escort like back on base back escort. on base yeah i would yeah, be on in basically my job is the 88 literally mic, about in to garrison would be uh to escort drive a humvee and literally just drive in front or behind a uh, giant forklift while we were <laughs> driving around wherever we needed to go to. it sounds like a pretty good three years like to spend three years you know i mean yeah i mean yeah pretty chill pretty relaxed, right yeah 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 but no deployment we um what we did was uh i was out of taran Tarrant Cap does Afghanistan. Yeah, or what, province. What's um, or so what is that? RC North, East, West, South. Uh, it was about an hour north of Kandahar. Okay, roughly. so I think that's RC White West, right? Is that right? I don't know. I can't uh, really tell. So you're about an hour north of Kandahar Airfield. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I spent some time in Kandahar as well. Um, um, so you spent nine months in Afghanistan and some time, but yeah, our deployment got cut short. So really, yeah. Oh wow. Uh, what year was this? Contractors took over our job. What um, year was this? That was uh, 2011. So what time? What then did you actually get in the military? What year? Yeah. Uh, 2010. Then okay. So damn, right yeah. off the bat, y'all Pretty got much, deployed. Uh, we were just like, I go, go, gone, right? Went to Fort Hood, spent like a few months there uh, training and. Uh, yeah, so let's see, that'd be April 2010 is when I joined, uh, and then January of 2011, I was boots on ground, so. Damn, that's pretty quick, dude. Yeah. Pretty good turnaround. So, I assume boots on ground means? In country. It's actually like, your boots on ground is basically, you, like, the your actual 
like land in Afghanistan and you're in country. Okay, so that means like you're deployed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, okay. you're there. You're like, you get off the helicopter, boots on ground. Again, boom. we have a crap ton of civilians that listen, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's what it was, yeah. That's basically what he's saying. I can, I can tell you a Navy, Jaron, but I can't tell you anything for Well, your dad was Navy for yeah, 20 years. Yeah, that's why so. I said that. Oh, he was God. a seaman. <laughs> hey, hey. Seaman. Um, my, my, my grandfather was Navy. Hey. Oh, no, okay. seamen are great people. Well, my, my, my grandfather, my grandfather nice. was a Marine. That was the only thing that I had going <laughs> oh, my military career. Like I, I didn't have anything else with my grandfather in the military, so it was kind of... Yeah, and your grandpa that. is a baller. Super baller guy. He is an nice. awesome dude, if you want to meet like, the coolest Super dude quiet. ever. Me, his grandpa. So, Sorry, what, Dad. What was your driving force for you to join the Army? Why did you join? Um, Well, basically, uh, I went to school here for two semesters. I decided that uh, school was... Like, college? Yeah, LSU. Okay. Uh, it went to LSU. Oh, yeah, I went to LSU for two semesters. And I kind of decided that uh, college wasn't really for me, and college decided Been the same there. thing. It was a mutual breakup. <laughs> um, it's always mutual. At least mutual. it was mutual and wasn't right? one of those, like, okay, drag-out fights. you need to get out kind of thing, you know? Yeah. yeah. I was like, please leave. So I, um, I got out of college for a little while. I was doing some stupid stuff, and... Uh, like what? Oh, uh, nothing. Just, you know normal young teenage hmm. stuff that I shouldn't have been doing. Yeah. And, uh, I think we've all done things that we shouldn't have been doing. Well, most of us has. I don't know about Brittany. She's yeah. Are you trying to tell me I'm a goody-good? Yes. <laughs> We're. Goody good. Sorry. We're. I apologize. I am a very goody-good. Yeah, she is. Yeah. Hmm. Well, uh, no, me and my best friend, uh, we, uh, we ended up joining together actually because uh, we were both running around doing the same stupid stuff and both of us needed to do something with our lives so I know. Uh, one day he it was actually me him and his brother-in-law all were like why don't we go to the recruiting station oh that's a bad idea <laughs> so we went to the recruiting station and <laughs> here we are today <laughs> so like, did you all sign up both signed up the same day uh we all decided the same day yes um actually i went to meps with my best friend. Oh, God. And we both signed our contracts and got sworn in the same day. Wow. Except uh, I wish we had gone into it together and uh, discussed what jobs we were going to do. Yeah. Because. Uh, absolutely. I did the same I picked mistake. the one that left the soonest. Mm. That was my choice. Mm -hmm. And he picked something that was far more better. Uh, you would know. He went combat engineer. Ah. And ah. Uh, he ended up being Thanks, stationed though. in Germany his first. Uh, his first station, duty station. That's not bad. I heard, German, I heard it, it depends on where you're at. Yeah, I guess it depends on where you're at. I like Graf, I think is where they get stationed. Or? Uh, I think he was in Baumholder. Baumholder, okay, yeah. cool. And he, uh, he literally went over there, fell in love with the German girl, and oh, now they have a kid. And Jesus. He's uh, on staff sergeant list now. Ich liebe so. Deutschland, Jesus Christ. I think he's actually doing ALS right now. Oh, awesome, man. Yeah, like, so my best friend, Kyle, of course, Right. he got me to join because he's an asshole. Yeah. Thank you. And I, Honestly, I had, like, I had no idea what I was getting myself into when I enlisted because I got in as a heavy equipment operator. Obviously. And I fucking hated it. And if, if you listen to episode one, you'll understand that because I didn't want to do construction. Like, as a construction equipment operator, I was like, I don't want to do this shit. Yeah, I think shit. everybody's first uh, job choice sometimes <laughs> yeah. ends up being one of those, <laughs> They're like, what the hell did I sign what up What did I do? Yeah. Like, yeah, that's kind of how I felt partially because... Uh, it was mainly just because I, I thought I was going to be driving trucks, and I ended up being on escort duty. And, Can you and imagine the people that go so. in like, 
So like the Navy, the word is undesignated. I don't know what y'all's word is, but literally you go in, you go um, to like boot camp, and you don't have a job, so they give you a job after. Oh, you have, so much, you have to. When you go in the Army, yeah. they, uh, you're they either infantry you. or you pick something. Well, I'm, I think, <laughs> yeah, it, I think you like, I don't, I don't, I can't remember. It also, if you, if you fail out Navy, of whatever job you pick in the Army, usually they put you in a, a needs based. Right. Uh, needs which usually. By needs. Like in the Navy, you can go in or, like or undesignated. Like a, like <laughs> like a 92 series, like admin yeah. or something. Like admin clerk or a chef or cook or something yeah. like that. Because you gotta you gotta have a job whenever you join the military army for one, especially yeah. like as soon as you finish your ASVAB score, you know like okay, this is what you have to choose from. These are your options, right. kind oh, of yeah. things. Oh yeah, I know I know like a lot of people like that have gone in because you know I'm from, I'm from Jacksonville, Florida. It's a huge Navy town. They have like a huge list of things that you can do. Yeah, and a lot of them will go in. They'll do like their ASVAB test, and then it's like. Um, so you don't qualify for the jobs that you actually wanted. You cannot go into aviation. You can go in undesignated. Well, they don't you have don't that. have an actual well, job, and you can pick later. Yeah, that's actually the, the sad part. Uh, the fact that I went to um, 88 Mike was that I actually made an 88 on my ASVAB. Nice. And I literally could have done anything. You could have done anything. You're just like, oh, my best but, friend's doing like, this. I was like, no, nah, uh, I was like, oh, I want to do uh, military intelligence. That's what I thought that was cool. cool yeah. And because uh, I qualified for it, obviously. And uh, I asked him, I said, yeah, when does that leave? And this is like, uh, I guess, March or maybe February. 2010. At the time of 2010. And they were like, yeah, that there's no open slots until like next year. And I was like, uh, yeah. I'm not wait, wait, wait. There's no, like, the lead go to basic? No open yeah, position? Yeah, like, wow. basically that it would have been. It's. Uh, they were so full at the time, I think. Okay. Um, That's really weird. Yeah, it was something along those lines. Uh, so I had a choice. If I had gone back, I probably would have picked a different OS. Yeah, absolutely. It kind of worked out the way it went. I think, so March, March of 2010, I wasn't even in the military anymore. I got out my first time. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. I forgot you got out. So February, February 2010, I got out, finished my first six, and I was like, ah, I'm fucking done. I'm over this shit. And then, like, um, what was it? October, I think I got back in that year, same year, something like that. I some don't shit. know. Why are you looking at me? Oh, I just, don't I'm know. I'm just trying to think to myself, like, what, what did I do? Man? I was like, you're looking at me, and I do not know these answers. Like, I had a friend that made a, uh, well, he's not my friend. He's one of my friend's friends, made a 99 on the ASFAB. And he was like, oh, my gosh, I'm so excited. I can do anything that I yeah. want. You picked and something stupid, he, didn't you? No, he didn't pick anything stupid. Okay. There was something he wanted to do, and they were like, all right, we'll leave date is two years. And he's like, then I'll wait. And he ended up getting very That's crazy. annoyed. I've never heard about no, that. He got very annoyed and did not want to wait for the two years. So he went undesignated. And you know what they got they stuck him with? Uh no. Paralegal. Oh. <laughs> they stuck him with Wait, wait. But you can you can reclass at some point. After he like did. your first he year. He got out. He was like, I'm so. done. After that, like he just stuck with paralegal and But got after out. your first year but you could reclass. He like he you could stuck with else. that and got out. Okay. Whatever well, well, I was uh, like, you made a ninety nine on the FAB. You were like like you he is a smart dude. I mean he's a dick, but he's extremely intelligent. But Most I was like I You you got that high on the FAB and you you get coffee. That's what you do. So eighty eight Mike at the time how long was it? Wait, am I? It was a year, right? Yeah, it was like over a year. I don't how was that? How, it was ridiculous. That's fucking crazy. Okay. Um, so was that? I can understand. You were, you were ready to go. Heavy equipment operator yeah. was on there. Combat engineer was on yeah, there. Yeah, of course. Heavy mic. And I was looking at just the leave dates. And I was like, all right, well, this one leaves in, you know, whatever, April. All right, I'm going. Yeah, I'm ready to go Come now. trucks. Why not? Right, Let's whatever. Yeah, yeah, nobody. 
Nobody, you know, said. So did, did, did you get, well, like, so did you get to base in AIT? Did, like, did you get to pick your first duty station? Did you try to, or did, like, they didn't get, really give you an option? Because, like, whenever you know, I went I'm thinking back on it, I don't, I think I remember I had an option, but that's <laughs> so long ago that I can't yeah, remember if they gave me an option or not. It's crazy, because I kind of um, remember guys in, like, AIT, like, they would, the drill sergeants were coming up to them, like, hey, where the fuck do you want to go? You get three choices. See, I think, yeah, I there's think always, like, sign, three choices yeah, that you have I to went, pick from. Your top three. I went to Fort Leonard Wood. Right. I did basic and AIT there, because that's where they have, uh, they didn't make school. And yeah, because that's where I went. I went to Leonard Wood for heavy equipment and there, too. Right, yeah. yeah. And because my buddy, he left like two weeks after me for his basic training, mm -hmm. and he was an OSUT. So, for yeah, one station engineer, training. And so he was there too. So, when we both got to a point, certain point, like I would go meet him and we go hang out like on a weekend. Yeah. Because, yep. I mean, we could, we we're both on the same base. Um, yeah. So, that was cool. Yeah. Because me and Kyle were actually, he was three weeks ahead of me, and we were in the same fucking company, Bravo 169. Mm -hmm. So, we were, <laughs> he was literally right down the hall from me when I showed up late in the one night. Like, they drove us in from Fort Jackson late one night, all big group of us. And, like, he was sleeping or I had fire guard or some shit. And he came in there when I was unpacking my shit. It was really cool. Sorry, Andrew. Go ahead. Keep no, going. No, no, it's okay. Um, where was that? <laughs> Sorry, I lost He wanted to interrupt. Uh, I think it's, I was just asking you back, okay, you, did you get a top three pick? Oh, no, no, no. See, I don't really remember. I just remember, I think I remember them I know it was giving me orders and saying, this is where you're going. Yeah. And it was kind of cool, though, because uh, one of the guys I actually went through basic and AIT with ended up going the same exact unit as me. Okay. So we ended well, up that, actually, that's I actually well, stayed, At least you had uh, someone you knew. Yeah. Well, yeah, we went, actually, his name was Merchant. Um, Merchant. I like that name. Yeah. He was actually from Texas, name. but yeah. he, um, you know. We both ended up going basic and AIT together. Then we ended up going to our unit together, and I was his roommate there. Went to Afghanistan, was my his my roommate there. Wow! Like literally for like everything. Years, like the, literally we the were, whole operation is yeah. just. And the main reason was because you know I knew he wasn't a dirt bag. And are you still in contact with him today? Like are you guys uh, still friends? I talked to him on occasion. Uh, he actually got out and then went back in, and now he is in Korea, I believe. Oh man! But you Fish like man. you guys still talk? Like yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not like every day, obviously. Right. But no, you he, guys still. He was a little bit older than me, so yeah. Um, but you keep in contact with yeah. him. That's really cool. Yeah, he that's, was about that's I think, really awesome. Six or seven years older than me. So did like so when you left AIT, did you uh, go directly to Fort Hood? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I took that hour-long drive through the middle of nowhere to the airport. If we're going to That sounds terrible. Yeah, literally. Okay. Yeah. Oh, it's my God. in the middle of nowhere. So, they, did they give you, like, a bus ride there to the airport? or you No, I think they gave me a cab, if I remember. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. yeah. That, I think they, like, they, they put us on a bus, and, like, they uh, drove us to the airport, and I flew home, which was kind of weird. Because we had, like, get in and report to your unit for, like, three months from the time you got out of basic and AIT from National Guard and went home. You didn't have to report. It was kind of cool. So it's kind of. I was just curious how like that's how active duty work because yeah, you're just you're in, you're huh. going. Well. Now I know for the people who went to basic and they had a gap between when their AIT started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a split train. They would thing. send them. Uh, I think some of the uh, reserves and maybe National Guard did the same thing, but yeah, they would send them back home. But then they had to go work with like a recruiting station or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I so. think that's so. Like they started implementing this thing called RSP. It's like recruit station processing some shit i don't know that's we're like terrible. yeah it's it's fucking suck because like these guys had to come in on their weekends while we were at drill in like not in uniform they had to wear these like pt looking things with this little canteen water bottle thing <laughs> and they had to stand in formations and stuff they're not even in the military yet most of them it's really weird it really sucked i feel bad for those guys because they got treated like shit like ycp does you know you challenge program the cadre 
Because they're all military guys up there, so it's just really strange to me. Just got a weapon in your face. Yeah, so that's what it was. I think it's kind of like a pre-basic thing where they just, they teach them D&C, teach them how to act like a fucking soldier before they get there so they don't bomb out and get in trouble and shit. Because they are led by like E6s, E5s and shit. And they appoint these guys that have already been the basic and they come back and they get stay in the RCP program, RSP, till they go to AIT. And then they put them as like PGs and uh, platoon leaders and shit, which is kind of cool. It gives them some little rank and stuff. Gives them a little bit of leadership experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Which, which is great because then you could start thinking about pushing them early to like BLC and stuff or WLC, whatever they call it now. Sorry, I was just cracking leadership. Another beer. <laughs> just cracking. That was a nicey cold beverage. Thank you, Bob. Dilly dilly. Dilly dilly. <laughs> dilly dilly. So tell me about, so more about your Afghanistan deployment. All right, what do you want to know? Um, basically, okay. So y'all left in 2011. We left uh, January 2011. Um, I think I got in country sometime. You left it was right in the winter months of... Yeah, like we went to, actually, we landed first in... Uh, Did you go to Bagram? Kyrgyzstan? Kyrgyzstan. I've been there. Yeah, Manas we, Air Base. We went to Kyrgyzstan... And yep. yeah, at Manas Air Base, Didn't and it. stayed there for about a week to acclimate, mm-hmm. and uh, that was kind of fun. Um, I don't know, I hate Kyrgyzstan. I mean, it was just <laughs> cool though, because it was like we we left and it was warm, and then we got there and it was snow like everywhere. Oh, it was man. like beautiful. Yeah, and then um, yeah, so we ended up going there and acclimating, and then we ended up in Afghanistan like a week later. Uh, they left uh, in like groups. They split us up. I think in like three different groups. Three like different, different chalks, three different flights over there. Yeah, uh, I think leadership. Because y'all took your whole battalion. Your whole battalion went over there. Uh, just our actually, just our company. Okay. Yeah. Um. So, anyways, we got over there, and then um, we landed in Kandahar. And I've never been to Kandahar. Uh, it's we just it's a shithole. Yeah. I'll be honest. <laughs> Afghanistan yeah. is a tire shithole. It's uh yeah. Uh, Kanar is like, it's like being in garrison. It's, yeah. It's, it's definitely not nice. Bagram's the same fucking yeah. way. It's and, uh, worse. So anyways, we landed there and my squad actually left for Tarenkout. So just my squad detached and we went to Tarenkout. And uh, what we did there was we did flight line, flight line operations. So you're doing like uh, convoys from the flight line? Is that No, escorts? basically... Um, what happened was a plane would land, yeah. and the forklifts would offload. Ah, I got you. I would okay. be driving a uh, Hemet with the trailer. They'd load up my Hemet, and then I'd so drive it the to... Hemet, the Hemet, for people that don't know, is like a big fucking... 8x8 uh, truck. Yeah, that giant truck. Hauls a lot of you shit. You might have seen them on the interstates. There's a many of them. Not like it. a U-Haul, right? No, no, no. You heard, no, it's a big flatbed. If you ever been going down the interstate, you see those big, like, tan military trucks? They got a... Uh, that, like... Eight by eight wheels. They got like a triangle face. Yeah, they look really strange. The big tan vehicles. That makes sense. It does this. It looks like a flatbed truck with a big cab. It's got a big cab on it. It's got a flatbed on the back. You guys are like drawing like descriptions like everyone else. By the way, it looks like this. Basically, what it is. Yeah. Um, with a trailer, like I said. Yeah. And so they load me up. Whatever. Um, now I go drop it off at the shipyard. Not, well, not shipyard, but shipyard. I was going to say, it was like a shipyard. No, like, it's like, the, I don't know what it's called, because it wasn't it's like... You're in the middle of the fucking desert. <laughs> it was basically a, a miniature crisp yard, which okay. is container receiving... Gotcha, yeah. Like, kind of like a customs thing. Yeah, yeah. Not, not exactly. It's more like... Um, 
they'd send pallets of stuff and we'd drop it off there and they would figure out where all it needed to go. I got you. So they like kind of disseminated around the base or they would like fly it out to do other little. Right. Well, we were a smaller base. Um, so we. Uh, so, oh wait, so y'all are, so not stationed at Kandahar, you just kind of flew into Kandahar and then. Yeah, our main company was in Kandahar mm-hmm. running the crisp yard there, mm-hmm. which was a giant container yard okay. in Kandahar. So what, I went so to was Taren Kout. Taren Kout. Taren Kout was the actual name of the base that y'all were yeah. at? Okay. It was uh, Fob Taren Kout. Fob um, Taren Kout. There we go. It was uh, a U.S. side of the base, a Special Forces side of the base, and then there was the uh, Australian side of the base. We were actually on the Australian side of the base because we were actually attached mm. to the Australian Those army. guys are cool, man. Yeah, they were ah, freaking awesome. awesome. We had some Polish guys that were uh, we were kind of attached to that like, we worked with a lot. And then we had this like... Uh, I think my first time we had some Australian guys because they were kind of in charge of this uh, mine explosive hazard cell, which is really cool, kind of crazy stuff. Um, Australians, man. Yeah. yeah, so I was attached to them, and uh, they were freaking awesome. And uh, I actually worked night shift while I was there, so I didn't actually deal with a lot of the cargo flights. Um, there was a few times I was I had to be up during the day. I switched sides. So like night shift, were they all working like twelve hour shifts? No, we uh, we worked fourteen because we had less. Wow. We actually had less air traffic, so we actually had more downtime. We could just sit around, work out, watch movies, do whatever during a fourteen hour shift. Yep, yep. <laughs> that's awesome. I mean, because I mean, we'd look and we'd know when our flights. Were yeah, coming. I got you. And the only flights that came in at night were um, special forces coming in. Okay. Or uh, you'd have a random flight come in with some people on it. But gotcha. Because the that. I was told, I don't know if it was true or not, that was the main Special Forces operations base, like, where they operated out of. Mm-hmm. I saw them a few times when, because we we'd basically, that was the other part of our job is we transported them. They landed on the flight line, we threw them in an LMTV. Yeah. <laughs> Break it up, sec. Nah, I'm sure. Yeah, no, no, not really. I'm sure they're aware of this shit by now. Well, yeah. Yeah, uh, who cares? Yeah. But, um. <laughs> That's kind of Yeah, cool. we throw them in the LMTV and drive them wherever they need to go, whatever. But, uh, did you ever get to go and see the Special Forces base? Like you yeah, we actually did, um, because <coughs> we had uh, their forklift went down. <laughs> and so they didn't have one. So they would come and ask us for favors. Of course. And so... Uh, well, what are you going to do for us? Favorite, they favorite. hooked us up with Red Bulls. What? That's what it was. Okay. Uh, they were like, you couldn't have monsters. Uh, wait, wait, you know, couldn't have monsters? No, they, no, I'm saying they didn't have monsters. Oh, uh, they didn't they, have they monsters. They hooked us up with okay. pallets of... Hooking up with them energy drinks. Yeah, hooked me up with that shit, yeah. for real, man. So that's what they paid us with. But. Well, that's always good, man. It was a... The only downside to that the Australian base was their food was um, terrible. Not as great. It wasn't terrible, but was it like wasn't amazing. flavorless kind of deal. Yeah, it was more bland. Um, yeah, bland. Trying Vegemite that was so. I've never see. Okay, I've, so I've, I've Vegemite heard, was it good or no? No, I've heard terrible. Stories. It's extremely bitter. It's not not enjoyable. I assume that if you grew up with it, it's good. I mean, there's people out there that are like Dr. Pepper is not good, yeah. and and I just want to slap them. Like, no, I've, that's, I've heard that's not story. right. I've heard horror stories of Vegemite. And I've never had it. But so I mean, people curious. from Australia like love it. And I think love maybe shit, maybe yeah. if you grew up on it, yeah, it, they, they, they were like fed it as a kid, and they're like, uh, this is glorious. What's wrong with you? you yeah, know? I've never had it, so I don't know. I've never had that experience with it. So. I mean, there's people like me that are like, I don't want to eat crawfish so what what actually what the fuck is vegemite what does it look like it's a terrible it's like brown oh uh, okay um, it's like a they eat it on bread and toast uh, and like it's like spread like peanut butter is that, I, I is mean it, I would compare it to like Nutella but, but it's, it's not, not is Nutella is it like spam like a spam kind of texture to it it's more like peanut butter I would say it's, what? Just, it's a spread like it's a Nutella spread. Okay. would be it but just, it's, it's very, not very, hazelnut very, so they eat this shit for like 
like every meal or is it like no, a, like every, I mean it's like it's like a yeah yeah is this a snack kind of thing yeah it's like okay. it's so snack. like when you're yeah. craving like Nutella or peanut butter you're like oh my god yummy let me let me spread yeah yeah I was, just, I was just curious like it was like a full like you ate this all the time yeah. kind of thing I mean most we, of them do but we didn't eat actually at the Australian uh, base all the time though um, right. for night shift they actually didn't serve. Night chow on the Australian yeah. side. Yeah. So we drove all the way down to the end of the flight line, which was the American side of the base. Was we drive in there and go to their defect? They would have night plates for night shifts. We call it in. You know, they know how many we needed, whatever. Yeah. And so uh, get some of that <laughs> good chow. We uh we actually had a a, a civilian vehicle for that. Wait, 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 which was fun. Did you have a little Toyota like yeah, Alex truck? Was, uh, yeah, something like that. <laughs> I think it actually exactly. I think it's except it was a, a SUV. But okay. Yeah, it, it was, was, uh, it was a right hand drive. drive. Yeah, yeah. I well, like those little things. I got a funnier story about a different one of those. But um, no, we the fun thing about that one was uh, we had one CD in it that was stuck in it. Wait, so like the whole time you had to listen to the same yeah, shit? Yeah, we drove it. Uh, we listened to one one, one set of songs. Oh that my sounds god, unfortunate. That sounds unfortunate. So, well, no, 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 no. You was it good? What CD it is? Was it good? It was a pink CD. Oh my god! Oh my god! So did you know? Did you, by the time you left, did I you know every think song? Yes, we would, we would sing it on the way. And oh my god! Like it, it drove us crazy. I could imagine because my battle buddy on night shift was a uh, mellow, which was uh, a female soldier that was in my same squad. Cool. And we would sit there and just belt She'd it out. She'd probably jam into it. Oh sure, like, man. Yeah, well, no, but by the end, we were like literally like, "Kill us now, please." Shoot oh my us. god! Someone yeah, just give take us my something kidney. Else. You can have it. I something. Yeah. Wow, but yeah, no. So that was uh, that was night shift. Um, it was. Uh, so you stayed on night shift the whole time for nine months. Pretty there? much, unless we had to be awake for some t- something in in the day for whatever reason, meetings, whatever. We would. Uh, so active duty guys, I know uh, they don't go to like a mob station kind of thing, right? Y'all just kind of just pew, peace pew, out, pew, pew. go over. Because, like, National Guard Reserve components, but like, we go, not anymore, but they used to, you do, like, 45 days of train up, you go to, like, they, McCoy. We do something similar. Um, yeah. the, once you get your um, deployment orders, they start sending you to, uh, I can't think of the acronym for it. It's basically the same thing, though. Okay. Um, just, it's prep just, training. I've always wondered that. You know, you, you do your, all your, your you different. Like check the box kind of deals. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You do all your different training. Because now, like, I know, I've, I've heard that they completely cut that out and now like you actually deploy into country into wherever you're going and you train up there for like a month and then you go on mission i guess with how the war is going yeah now, that, that it makes a lot more uh, sense yes because yeah. you're like you got guys sitting around wasting money here when they could be learning their actual jobs over there which that makes, yeah. that makes a lot more fun i mean uh, it's less less dangerous than it was yeah before, I mean, so i could see that being feasible i mean like the you know, like common operations have kind of shifted away to yeah. like an assist advisory role which makes sense but i don't know yeah so normal deployment mine was like 10 months at a time so y'all got cut short how long are we supposed to be there from the beginning we were supposed to be there for 12 months okay um, so why did y'all get cut short what was the deal with that basically what happened was uh i guess the government signed a contract with that makes sense. Um, didn't we have a government shutdown that year no maybe not <laughs> uh, i think it was year after that. yeah that's what i, think it I remember was. that yeah um but no i think it was halliburton maybe it got the contract but it was basically to take over all our our forklift operations right you know they were going to put civilians in place of us and since we were you know pretty easily replaceable expendable. job <laughs> yeah, well, yeah expendable. I mean, you know it's just transportation yeah absolutely around. yeah because 
when I ended up actually going back to Kandahar, uh, I left Tarrant went back to Kandahar to do a PT test, and ended up staying there. Um, you stayed in Kandahar? Yeah, stayed back in Kandahar. So it was just you that went back, or was it a couple people? There was like, a couple people who went back. Okay. I ended up getting stationed back so in they Kandahar. Re- okay, so they replaced you with contractors? Yeah, not K- at that point. KBR, they did. Yeah, like in. eventually. Yeah, that's yeah. why. I but that's why you short. got yeah. okay. Because when I went back to Kandahar, that was I'd been in country for. You did that on purpose. I did. I went <laughs> and I took my leave, my deployment leave, and then I came back. And then did you come back home? Did you? Come yeah, back I came back home here. Yeah. Um, which was kind of messed up because I got to come home because my they gave you a certain date and that's when you were going home. Right. I did too. Well, since our deployment got sh- cut short, everybody when they found out uh, that I was supposed to go and leave, they just said, "Ah, oh, well, you're not taking leave because we're not going to be gone for 12 months." Like, oh, oh that sucks. Yeah. So every everyone's leave got. Basically, if if you had leave, yeah, at a certain point, or a like, certain date, yeah, it was like, "Well, we're going to be going home." Yeah. This so time. you're even if you know. Somebody they wouldn't send them home at all. No, no, no. Because I mean, you're going <laughs> oh, home early. If your deployment gets cut, months, yeah, that's what I'm saying. If your deployment gets cut short early, then yeah, too yeah. bad. That sounds. Oh, it does suck, but, but no, shit uh, happens, man. I think Canada I feel more for you guys either. now because, like, that's not something like you know. Obviously, I was never in the military, straight up yeah. civilian life. I mean, there, yeah. was, there was some pretty. But no, people. I I would have oh, never sure, ever ever thought in my life. Had your deployment got cut short, that you were not allowed to go on your leave to go home. Yeah. Like I would have never thought about that. I thought well, you have been to, like, you even have to wait. Here's your leave. Oh, yeah. Like I just, yeah. I, I'm, I never, I'm, I never would have put two and two together. You have to wait a certain amount of time just to even go and leave when yeah, you I get think there. It's like three months or something. Yeah, yeah I, I, I mean, I know that like leave but going it, over it there. It also is can like suck a, because if you're like one of the first person people to go, yeah, you go home early and yeah. then you have to like stay for another nine months once you get back. It's like that's like oh my god. Middle, yeah, right. you're gonna be like dead in the yeah. center. You're like, all right, I'm going for like nine nice months. I'm gonna hit my yeah. like four and a half month yeah. mark. I'm going. That's why I try to yeah. take mine like in like September, like Novemberish. Cause yeah, it was, I, re- like, I remember the conversation with your grandma because yeah. she she said you guys celebrated every single holiday. We did. We, we did. We did. You guys uh, did Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving Christmas, Christmas, and my birthday, and your birthday, all, all, all of Monica. And you were so excited because yeah. you got twice as much Thanksgiving, basically. Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday. So Thanksgiving is definitely. Awesome. holiday so he got twice as much food and he was yeah. so thrilled about it. I that. was stoked to have Thanksgiving because it was so freaking I don't, good. I don't know what's worse because when I asked her about it she was like the look on her face was one like yay he's home you know and he's home for good because he's not going to deploy again right and the the second look on her face was like the fact that we had to do all that was absolutely devastating <laughs> because like she, so i didn't know what emotion to feel when she told me this because i yeah. was like yeah no yeah no i don't it was kind of weird am I supposed to feel in this moment yeah it was kind of weird man because at the same it. time i thought to myself a soldier being able to come home and celebrate literally every single holiday with their family was like heartwarming to yeah. me but at the same time i was like he still has to go back well it was like right at the end of the tour so it wasn't as bad it was yeah. like uh we were we left in june i think and we were coming back um shit i don't even remember now it was like right around that time so it was like we were already like six to eight months in. So yeah, but still the like look on her face, like even when you weren't even gone, the look on her face was still like the devastation of not knowing if you're actually going to come home or not. Yeah, and, yeah. And like the look on her face, I was like, I'm very 
sad for you, but he's actually home. So that's 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 a very good thing. But yeah, it was like even though you were still home, she still looked very you know concerned that you were going to deploy again. So what was your favorite part of being on deployment? You're like, because everyone understands, like, oh man, deployment is such a bad time. Well, it's not all bad. There's some good, some bad. So if you had to describe, like, what was the best part of being deployed for you? Because I know, like, I had my advices over there, like, monster energy drinks and working out all the time was great, but going on a mission sucked ass all the time. But I'm just curious what other people's mindset was, you know? I'd say the best part. That's kind of a tough one because. Yeah. I mean, exactly. there wasn't anything that was spectacular or yeah. amazing. Uh, I'd say sleeping. <laughs> I was say, what was the best part uh, the about being there? Sleeping is yeah. always happy the best. That, uh, once I got over there, I found out that you could get the uh, the Haji cell phones. Yes, the Roshan. The Roshan phones yeah, are you great. You could actually contact people. The what phones? It's called a Roshan? Yeah, I call them Haji. Haji phones. Same thing. Phones but the network was called Roshan. Yeah. It was like. So you can like actually rifle. call yeah. and, and text and So you can like text your loved ones yeah, kind of yeah, thing. Right. Unless there's a blackout. When uh I got back to Kandahar the internet having internet, it's like uh, oh, yeah. I'm in Afghanistan <laughs> in the middle of I have Facebook. in the middle of nowhere and I yeah. can I can use internet. But I'd be no, surprised. I, I don't know. Um I think my favorite part of deployment was actually getting work with the Australians. Um because it was just cool. Yeah, you know, working with another country, and I got to shoot some of the Polish guys' weapons. That was pretty cool. Oh, I got to shoot the AUG. How was that? And the law. Oh my god. Yeah, that was that was fun. Uh, we we basically had a day at the range where we traded weapons. Nice. And we so did say that. Yours. We're gonna shoot yours. <laughs> we're shooting. We the law was the coolest. Uh, did, did they think yours were as cool as you thought that they? Uh, I'm I don't sure. think so. I mean, well, I mean. <laughs> You know what I mean? You go out on the range, you got all these guns, and they you're had like, some yeah, but like, did they think like ours were as cool as theirs, or, or were they just like, eh, we have this already? Yeah. I mean, they had some pretty cool I shit. I mean, it was just probably the same thing as it was for us. Oh, that's cool. You know, it's something different. Get to shoot another country's gun. You right. Know, see what their, their difference is. I mean, the augs are fun, though. But... Um, I've heard I've heard the Aussies like military is like hella fun to hang out with. Yeah, I'm yeah, sure they're, I'm uh, sure they're pretty top notch guys. I've heard that they are hella fun to drink with though. Oh, I can imagine. Yes, they are. <laughs> I've got I've gotten I've gotten word that Shh, the Aussies have. We don't talk about that. A very fun drinking habit. <laughs> and, uh, cheers to them. Nine months so in Taren Cout. Did I say that right? Terran yeah, Cout? Cow. So they left Terran Cout, and did you guys just go straight back home? Did you have like a demo kind of process? Uh, no, we actually flew, flew back to uh, Manas, and, uh, well, yeah, we flew back to Manas. You flew back to where? Manas Air Base? Manas, Manas. I don't Manas, know. Manas. It's in Kyrgyzstan. I called it Manas. It, it is, it's where? In Kyrgyzstan. Kyrgyzstan. Former... Former Soviet Russia. It's actually we lost okay. our contract. I was like, it cut, it, cut it, it's, it's where? Because I've never heard of this. Kyrgyzstan. Kyrgyzstan. Kurt, it's Kurt. one of the stands, which is formerly Russia. Yeah, it's former Soviet Union. Former USSR. Kyrgyzstan. Kyrgyzstan. I think it's by like Uzbekistan and like Turkmenistan, like right there somewhere. Okay, I was just. Trying to yeah. double check where that was. I thought even Massachusetts. That's yeah, like um, Western European. 
Eastern. You were like, we threw, we flew into this, and I thought, yeah, you flew into like Boston. It's an Air Force base, so every like everybody coming out of Afghanistan, they fly into Manas Air Base, and then they go home. No, I thought he said Mass, like Boston. No, no, no. That's why I was like, where? No, but I was super confused, right? Yeah, I was super off. We did the same thing where we flew back in three groups. I got I think you. I was yeah. on the second group, if I remember. But um, so we flew back, and uh, it was kind of funny because my uh, one of my lieutenants flew back with us. Um, the uh, I think it was first lieutenant. First time. Yeah, one of our, our lieutenants flew he back with matter. us, and um, Hi, he lieutenant. actually ended up giving us our IDs. So that we could go drink. Oh, wow. Yeah. So they took your IDs from me? Yeah, they took our IDs from us while we were there because you can have, you have your two beers. Oh, uh, yeah, we did that too. Wait, two beers? Wait, yes. hold on, hold that's, on, that's hold on. That's, that's all you get. Two beers? Wait, what? So you can fly in direction and you get European two beers? But this is European beer and it's also very strong. Oh, uh, no, that, no, I don't care like about that. But you can only have two? Yeah, yeah, that's all you could have. Because you're technically you're still you're on orders. There, you're still on orders. Like, not even counting like if you're deploying yeah. there if you're stationed there they don't want you getting drunk because you're in another country that makes and they sense don't want you acting a because don't make a dick of yourself like keep your shit in drag yeah it's hard to happen many times so he actually yeah. got in trouble for Obviously. that because uh, nobody else got their IDs that went home just our group yeah Cause, just uh, your so he's like, like, he like here you're close enough y'all one, serve it keep your drink. shit in check don't act like an asshole right. yeah that's pretty basically. much what he said yeah, yeah, basically. I, I mean, I can understand that, but the two beer thing, like, I mean, I get it, but at the same time, I'm like, dude, they're coming home. Let them drink their damn beers, but at the same time, like, I can understand not wanting y'all to, like, act a damn well, fool. It made it even nicer because when we went back, I, I had literally just turned 21. That's See, we're like, oh, wait, yeah. no, 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 I, I was before I was 21, actually. I think he gave it to me, anyways. <gasps> Uh, so I think we left in the end of August or the beginning of September. Yeah. Because I remember as soon as we got back, I took leave, and I had the craziest 21st birthday back here. But anyway, that's <laughs> yeah, because, oh, well, because you're, you're, uh, you're uh, normally uh, like 18 that you can drink. Yeah, yeah you can drink Jeremy, 18, Jeremy's like that. Yeah. yeah. yeah same so you were like... I got hammered in Germany. No, I mean, we, we drank our two beers as fast as we could, though. I'll tell you that. It was like, chugged. And chugged. Okay, like, can I feel anything? Yeah, right, everybody, yeah, everybody does that and shit. And you're like, all right, we're good. Everybody I gave him that. a face. We're good. I'm fine. Yeah, I checked my two Everybody does that skull. shit. It was, um, we were all chugging our beers. We only had two. We we're like, fuck it. Let's just get drunk. It's but I don't think I've ever in my life been like, let's chug two beers. Oh, my God. I can't feel my face. Well, that's all you had. Do what but, you gotta do. Yeah, I, yeah but with you guys, it's different. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess at, when I started drinking at literally the age of 21, because I was a loser, um, oh, yeah. <laughs> if I chugged two beers, I probably couldn't feel my face either. So I left Manas, you know, went back to Fort Hood. Right, yeah. yeah. You went, well, we stopped at Fort Dix. To ah, we do. Been there. Been there. <laughs> yeah, I know. I said Dix. <laughs> It's funny because he said dicks. What are you, 12? Yeah. <laughs> Could you have let me know that you were saying that before? Like, yes, Brittany, I'm, I'm about to say dicks. I'm 12. Dicks. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because he said dicks. I choked when you said the word dicks. Yeah. <laughs> we had to go to dicks for a like comment. Demo. That was after. a good moment for a funny joke. But it was. I wasn't going to say anything. You should have said it. Life. Say it. Say it. I mean, you, you choked when I said dicks? Ooh. She just winked. Just for those. Oh who my god! <laughs> if y'all did, yeah. Like, <laughs> high five. That was a great. That was a good. Joke. That was actually a really good. That was a good one. I, oh, I appreciate you. that. So you got back from your first tour. You got back to Fort Hood, and so you were like what? Year two of your. 
contract? Yep, yep. So, like, you just stuck around for one more year and was like, all right, that's enough. Time to go. I'm going to get out. Yeah, basically, I was just kind of like, um... Over well, it. There was a few other things that kind of played into that, but, I, uh, yeah, I got a little burnout. Um, toxic leadership, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, yeah. Um, but... It's yeah. a big downfall of the Army is yeah. there's a lot of toxic leadership, I and that's think, where the, a lot of the bad numbers come from. And that's kind of why I said I, I would have probably picked a different MOS if I went back, just because I think I would have stayed if I had better leadership, simply because... I think a lot of people are like that, though. Um, a lot of guys. My unit went through three first sergeants within the first two and a half years I was there. Wow. So the first one... Did it was like the lead, the command kind yeah. of thing. First Damn. one did something, ended up being a master sergeant. And then the second one did some stuff in Afghanistan with somebody that was lower enlisted, et cetera, Ooh, et cetera. Fraternization. Anyways, yeah. And I mean, it was another NCO, but oh. same difference though. Yeah. yeah. In I mean, you, you can't use your yeah. rank or position. Yeah. yeah, no. So anyways, the third one actually, um, I actually respected and he was actually really, really good leader. And I was like, man, if you had been here like two years ago, I <laughs> maybe I would have re-enlisted. Yeah. But yeah, no, at that point I was like, mm, I'm just going to go home. I miss my family. And I now it's kind of funny because I'm like, I'm back to a point where I'm like, mm, maybe I'll get back in shape and go back in. Cause really? So you thought yeah, about it? I've thought about it. Um, it's on my mind. I don't know. It's it's. Fine. So what? So would you go back active duty and? Are you yeah, gonna, if I go back in, I'm going active duty. I, I I prefer active duty. Gotcha. Yeah, I see a lot of people like that. Like I, I kind of wish that I would have gotten that active duty experience, done that first. But I'm glad I didn't because there's just so much hatred between the components for some reason, and I don't understand. Of active that. duty and National mean, Guard. I know they, some units. Some units. I've never to. been mean to other units. Yeah, but I mean it's like it's the happens. same as you bust. The balls of the Marines and I, the Navy. It, it, this is like this is different. I though. think they more along the lines bust the balls of like people that don't deploy. They go in, they join like. Well, this is like you get. It happens a lot overseas. Like you, National Guard unit will come in, replace an active duty unit, and you have an active duty unit that's in charge of the whole operation in that area. And they just, for some reason, they didn't like us at all. Like we. I mean, you're sending active duty military home to their family. Why are you mad? I mean, we didn't like the National Guard unit or Reserve unit we replaced when we went to Afghanistan. See, yeah. Because uh, I mean, if you we got, got shit people coming in and shit people going out. Well, no, the thing was, we got there, and and I think we had one forklift that wasn't deadlined. Ah, uh, um, wow. See, so, yeah, that makes sense. And our, our, our base guy was this working 24 hours trying to get everything back up when and you, operational. Well, you don't give them a reason to hate you because when you're just getting into, like, getting into the, you know, your FOB, your area of operation, like, we didn't do anything. We don't yeah, know you guys. I mean, the way I look at it is, I mean, you, everybody reserved National yeah. Guard. You, should, you all sign up to do the same thing. We're training. doing the same fucking thing. You know, we go through yeah. the same training. Like, we, why can't we just get the fuck along and do our jobs? And yeah, I mean. That's a huge problem in the military. If you're active duty, you get all the benefits. If you're reserved right. and stuff, you get to stay home. I mean, there's. That's true. Yeah, I mean, and there's, there's, there's definitely, yeah, there's you get, definitely. You got positives and negatives on each one. So absolutely. what do you want to do? I mean, I, I can understand why people would want to stay home. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, we got Oliver that wants to stay home, and he's literally, like, I mean, well, it, it's, it's, it's literally right next to you. Like, he, he, he served yeah, yeah. his country, like, so much, and it just... I'm done. I burned out on it my last year. Yeah, I know what it felt like to burn out. Um, definitely, I so definitely know that. It's just at a point where you're just like, yeah, nope, fuck it. I'm yep. done. That was it. Like, That's like, I'm pretty sure I, I failed, like, all... <laughs> 
I failed my PT test. I was like, I was at the point where I was just like, <laughs> I don't, God. like, I would, I would run and I was just like, mm, I'm not putting that much effort in. I'm out of here. Like, <laughs> funny. There, there's been, so there's like one of those uh, military chat groups and they post stuff about like veterans and, and, and it, it is all good. Most of the time they, they, they don't mind or bother anyone and, Someone had posted something about, like, uh, reserves or National Guard, and I'm not even going to lie about lost it. I was like, so you think National Guard doesn't do anything? Because, and I just, I literally typed out this two and a half paragraph comment, and I was like, you know what, I'm just going to delete all of this. I literally just deleted all of it because it, it's not it's not worth it's not, it's not worth arguing with someone. It. But the I've thing is, that. is, I mean, I can understand people that join and, they're, you know, they do National Guard. They do it for four years. They don't deploy. And they're like, ugh, what the fuck? Well, there's a lot of active duty guys that are seen more than four Literally, years. Literally, there's a lot of active duty guys that join for four years and don't see deployment. Even more than that. I've seen... I've seen like active duty like E sevens, E eights never see a deployment, which you know, you've been I mean, in twelve, fourteen years. There's you know. some jobs which I don't yeah. think you would deploy. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. You know Yeah, you dodge it. But a lot of people dodge it. The, the thought of like people saying like the National Guard doesn't do anything. They're like, Oh, they're the National Guard, they don't do shit and I'm like I I, think I literally want to like to just like shank you, but I'm obviously not going to. Active duty puts up with a lot more busy work. They, I would say they put, put on up with more a lot more BS. Yeah, well, day to day. You're doing it every yeah. day. Yeah. day. You know what, the, uh, what I'm talking about because yeah, you absolutely. deal with it too. Yeah, but when you're dealing with that constantly, I think what it comes to is you get a mentality that like, oh well, they're home all the time. They only have to do this one week in a month, so they have no idea what it's like. Maybe that's what they're thinking. I don't think like that. I'm, I could see where maybe you would be kind of bitter about that. Very. You know, all the online training. Oh my god! All yeah. the freaking just we standing have, around the motor pool. Like, we had to, to do the same shit. We do the same. Stand around. Like you're done with work at like twelve o'clock, I mean, and yeah. you're sitting around waiting for formation at three thirty or five or whatever. Right. You know, whatever. Oh that day. my lord, baby Jesus! If I had like the text messages of him waiting. We were standing there like, like two hours waiting oh my for God. formation. Yeah. If I got paid what I got paid now for all the time, I had not done anything in the Army, right. I would probably have a good bit of money right now. Yeah, same saying. with him. so much time. Even, just... even with him being National Guard, like, yeah. we could literally, like, have, like... I mean, there were the good days where, like, your, your, yeah. your, your squad leader or whatever would be like, hey, just uh, go hide out somewhere. Don't let me, anybody see you. Blah, yeah. blah, blah. Like, literally, they would tell you, like, you know... Go go do something. Just don't be anywhere anywhere where you know yeah. anybody. There was, I mean, there's good days and bad days. Yeah, absolutely. Like, basically, you know what most of us would do is we out go, of sight, out of mind. Well, yeah, we would go down to one of the computer labs and start doing some uh, computer work. You know, whatever, do some of that online training and stuff. But um, <laughs> it's funny because like uh, so my last like you were saying you didn't take a PT test or any of that. My last eight like so my last drill was AT. It was January. And they were trying to make me take a PT test. <laughs> I was like, I'm not doing this. Uh, nope. I told them no. I told them no. It's like, bye-bye. The lieutenant came, so the lieutenant came up to me. He's like, hey, are you going to take this? I was like, fuck no, dude. Uh, boy, bye. So the next day. And like, here, look, just write a zero here. Yeah, a like, zero here. How about zero here? Sad, I don't even think sad, they put out a scorecard for me. I was like, look, man, I'm done. My last day's tomorrow. I'm over. I'm done. Don't I, get got a four, I got a 24-hour, two-mile. Yeah, I'm done, dude. Just, <laughs> just 
put me down as zero. I'm walking this bitch. Bye. So I, didn't, I didn't do it. That was funny. It was the last day. It was the greatest day ever. Um, no, but um, now I got a funny story for you. Um, Let's hear. Yeah, that's the one I was talking to you about earlier. Uh, yeah, so anyways, going back to Afghanistan, uh, there was a... I was just looking at it earlier because it popped up on Facebook as one of my Sweet. memories. <laughs> I have one of those That's always moments. good. Yeah, I was like, oh... Sorry, I had a burp there. Uh, I was like, oh. Uh, it's all good. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just burp. Just burp. Okay. It's all good. You're welcome. Anyways, yeah, so no, uh, seven years ago, uh, as of yesterday, was uh, Cook Sneed 2011 in Tarrant County, Afghanistan, which was uh, basically, okay, I got to give you a little backstory on this. Go ahead. What happened was... Basically, I had uh, my squad, one of my squad leaders, Sergeant Sneed. He uh, he would go to the gym over there uh, on our Australian base when we were in Tarrant and he would do MMA training or whatever yeah. over there at the gym every day. And so uh, I also roomed with him. There was three of us in that container all the time, same time. But he was on day shift, I was on night shift. Yeah. But um, anyways, he would wear these little short shorts. Silkies. Like, not silkies, but, like, just a little <laughs> MMA, whatever, girly girl shorts. Okay, but, I got but you. But anyways, he, he, what did he say that day? He said something. I, I made fun of his shorts at one point, and he was like, uh, I can bet I can take you or something like that. And I said, all right, well, let's go. And so we ended up, I mean, this is all in, in jest, obviously. Cock fight. But uh, <laughs> well, basically, basically uh, we, we decided, all right, well, in two weeks, well, we'll both train, and uh, in two weeks, we're going we're gonna to do an MMA-style fight. Cock, we're having a cock fight. Yeah, so we, we hyped it up, yes. and, and uh, we got uh, all the Australians excited about it, and we had this uh, thing set up in our, we had a, I guess it was a tent, motor pool, whatever. And so we basically uh, invited out all these people, and there's like Australians, and all these different countries came out for it. it was, we hyped it up as a big deal, or whatever, I got pictures of it. Right. But um, we did little interviews on camera, like we were real fighters, <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> Basically, what ended up happening is I ate my own words. Oh, no. uh, we ended up fighting, and uh, I lasted three rounds with him. So you went three, three full-on MMA rounds? Not like we, we didn't, because, I mean, obviously, yeah, yeah, obviously got actually seriously hurt. Right, uh, right, we right. did some big shit. Right. But uh, pretty much, I mean, as much grappling as you can do without, we do without yeah. hurting each other, yeah. Right, and it ended up getting me a choke called third round. I was like, oh, now I'm never going to hear anything about these short shirts again. I can't say anything because he's going to kick my ass again. Oh, man. Yeah. Awesome. So, That's a great story. Yeah. Oh, I enjoyed it. That was just fun because uh, it was just funny how we got like, yeah. a big crowd going. <laughs> he's such a like, uh, And I wish I'd beat him because it, it would have made it. It would have made it such more sweeter. <sighs> yeah. It was like, damn, those shorts were short, but damn, they were Son short. Son of a biscuit. All right, so we do have some yeah. questions. We have some questions for from the audience from the internet for Austin today. Oh, all right. So we have what did I do? Daniel Wright asks: In Hi. your experience, what would be some ways we could help the soldiers that come back completely different from how they left? The ones with crippling PTSD and other mental health issues. Pickles and the pickles. Well. What would be your best way to try to help them? Because I know a lot of them come back and they they don't want to seek help because, you know, the VA is shit. 
But mm -hmm. um, what what is the best way that we can try to uh, assess the situation that the VA is clearly not handling? Go see a doctor. Yeah, well, there's, 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 there's doctors. doctors. That's but what I'm saying. Like, there are so many non-profit groups yeah, out there so right many, now. There's so many support groups and non-profits are starting to address this. There's so many groups out there right now. That so we can send help. them to doctors. More than that. Well, no, not even doctors. They have counselors. They yeah. have all kinds of... Okay, uh, so what if they don't want to talk to a counselor? Well, so they have support groups. You have, yeah. You they have, have crisis lines. And the other thing is, I mean... All kinds of sources the military provides you. Especially if you're still in the military. If you yeah. have a buddy that you know and you can see that something's going on with them. I mean, at least try talking to them yourself. Like, look Anybody. Here, talk so to somebody. I mean, I mean, even if you notice, yeah, when your buddy's, you know... God forbid, suicidal or something like that. I mean, obviously address that because it's not going to help them. It's not going to help you if you let them continue down that path. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. Um, if we cannot get them to a therapist and they are... Well, it doesn't have to be a therapist. It could be no, 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 no. But if they're, they're, they're having an, uh, say, quote-unquote episode and they are literally freaking the hell out... What can we do to help them? Like, what what can we do in that situation? And they are not near a therapist, but they are having like an episode. What can we do to I mean, help? I, think the you call I mean, obviously each episode uh, is different. You either, you but call, call, call a local law enforcement. Call an ambulance. Yeah. But the other option is, I mean, take them in is to a mental health facility. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And if you're talking about in the moment, just try to make sure they don't hurt themselves or anybody around them. I mean, that'd be the just try to thing. calm them down as much yeah, as you until can. they're over that, and then. Hopefully you can get call, help. Okay. Call. Yeah. I, I know a lot of a lot of people have friends that are obviously in the military and they, they you know, they show no right. signs of PTSD. They're like, Oh yeah, no, no problem, I'm good and then next thing you know they're fucking snapping and then you're like Oh, well, I mean, that has lots of military culture. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you're like, call Corey up. Yeah. Call the first responders. That's the yeah, best thing you yeah. can do. Yeah, call, okay, so call 911 and yeah. then try to keep them yeah, as calm I mean, as possible until exactly. they get there. The best thing you do in that, that situation is get as much help as you can because, I mean, yeah. especially if like if you're talking about a wife or a spouse or anybody, a girlfriend when you're, you're dealing with them, a male that you may not be able to physically yeah. restrain. Right. Yeah. So that's why I would agree with that. Do you have another question? Yep, we got uh, Shaylin says underrated things about having served. Underrated, um, underrated. So, so there, okay. so like, there's a lot there's of things that people things. like. You can say, oh, healthcare, but that's kind of obvious. So what's underrated? Yeah. So like, do you guys get actually pretty decent healthcare? Yeah, I mean that was kind of the best part of my job was blowing shit up. You get to play explosives, getting yeah, to yeah. shoot big guns. That too, um, yeah, I could fall into that because you get to shoot automatic weapons. You get to shoot shit that you wouldn't regularly yeah. get about to it. shoot back home. True about it. You get to operate like if you're a pilot and stuff. I could see that, like flying jets and shit. That would be phenomenal. Not having to pay rent. Yeah, that too. Not having well, to pay rent. Active duty. Active duty. Not have to pay to travel. Like National paid. Guard if they're deployed yeah, for mean, nine months and they just like um, put all their shit in a storage unit and they don't pay rent. Yeah. Uh, getting to see the world. I mean, yeah, if, if you definitely. stay in long enough to actually yeah, if you go, go like, to several duty blown. stations, like my buddy who went to Korea. Yeah, depending uh, on where you do, yeah. I mean, my dad saw so many places and he did 20 years yeah. active duty. So. He saw literally Italy. He 
Sicily. Yep. And I was like, he's like, yeah. You can jump on I'm a train. In Sicily. And literally, like, you can go weekend and go anywhere in the European right. I've been to yeah. Hotels you know, twice. Jump and my dad. And like, my dad could have like explored everything. I don't know if he did. I've never asked that question. Germany was really cool. I like Germany. Next question. All right. We said, uh, Jalen asked also, hey. top three misconceptions that all voting citizens should know about serving in the military. Uh, we don't kill people. All of them. <laughs> Our yeah. job is not literally to just go kill murder. People, yeah. mur- we don't murder people. Exactly. Yeah, that that, that is a really big we thing right now. We don't murder people. We're not, we're not baby that. killers. If we do kill people, it's for a reason. And yeah, that is a really big thing in the yeah, politics right now, it. is that you guys just literally just go in and just shoot people. We're not looking for a fight. We're not trying to go to war. It's We go where we're needed. Um, we don't make the decisions on where to exactly. go. Exactly. We don't make don't that choice. Us. Yeah. That's a big thing. We don't that, make that. That would be place. probably my number one thing is why, don't blame those who, who volunteer just to go in the army. There are yeah. people higher up that make the decision like where to go. Literally a, you're just like, okay, I'm just going to find You join, you, you have to follow orders I mean, right. no matter there's, what. There's this big table of generals, four-star guys that sit around called the Joint Chiefs of Staff that make this decision for us. We don't make this decision. So yeah. okay. don't blame us. I would say those are some good ones. Yeah. Look, I can tell you what. I don't want to go back to Afghanistan. I didn't want to be there. And I know you don't want to stare either. So the feeling is right. mutual. The feeling is definitely mutual. Yeah. All right. So you were active duty. I know you didn't do right. active duty like great shit talk. That's right, Alex. Long time. But someone asked, what is the worst permanent duty station? I heard a lot of bad ones. I heard Hawaii is a uh, shit. Oh, uh, yeah. I heard Hawaii is absolutely I've heard Hawaii is nothing but training. Fort Polk, Fort Polk, Fort Polk, Polk is... Fort Polk is miserable. I've been to Fort Polk, not not through the military, through work. I've been there many times. I, the I've been there. There's nothing there. There is nothing anywhere near there. Yep. There's nothing around it. There's nothing in it. It is literally a training base that nothing. deploys. And... Uh, Sucks. I mean, there's a lot, I would say, that there that you could make that argument for. Fort Leonard Wood would probably definitely be up in the top five. Yes, definitely. Um, I would say Fort Polk, definitely. I know that you guys get, like... It's funny because a lot of people Hawaii. Fort Hood's not bad. That's where I was. Just because... I mean, okay. I'd say Texas. Washington State was pretty Texas. terrible. Well, I mean, ex ex husband was a lot around Fort Hood, though. Well, yeah. Washington State You have over 40 lakes on Fort Hood itself. You have plenty of hunting and fishing around there. If you're that kind of person, if you're not, you're 45 minutes away from Austin. Right? Yeah, you're like 30 minutes away from Waco. I mean, but it's not. It's not, not terrible. Dallas, you can literally go down and get like a cheap ass hotel room for like 30 bucks and yeah, go down saying, there and get like, drunk. You don't want to stay in clean around Fort Hood on a weekend. You ha- you have options that are yeah. Very, One very of uh, my mom's best friend married a dude and he was stationed out in clean and they just yeah. I mean, they literally just got drunk at home. Which so is I would awesome. say it's the best space to live yeah. at, but it, you, it, there's worse places not. you can go than Hood. Yeah. She did not like it. My mom went out and she was like, there's nothing to do. And they have the best Korean barbecue. At Fort Hood? Really? Huh. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's Never my been. favorite. It's I, it's called, that was the one thing I heard that it's a bulgogi burger. Yeah, mm. their Sounds Korean good. barbecue was out of the West awesome. Gate. If anybody's nice. listening, that near there. Westgate. No, so like. Do you um, have anything else? That was. Let's I think it was Westgate. Eastgate. Westgate. It's one of the gates. There's no telling, dude. It's just too many. Just look up Korean barbecue. 
photo. I literally the <laughs> sign base. on it says Korean barbecue. Yeah, yeah. Get, I can ask this question well, no. that Kyle asked, and I'm gonna uh, go with no. Here we go. Ask Do you want me to ask it? Go ahead, Kyle. You fucker. Is him being an asshole? If Oliver Probably. scratches my butt. Who has to make my bowl of Captain Crunch? All right, so thanks for uh, listening, guys. It's been a great episode. Uh, I'll do it. (laughs) You'll scratch his booty? There's your answer. Booty scratch. I mean, there's not much to scratch. Uh, Thank you, guys. Yeah, that's true. Thank you, guys, for all the questions. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks to Austin for coming out. Thanks for having My pleasure. Thanks to Brittany. As everyday host. As everyday host. My beautiful girlfriend here. When, even when I interrupt you, when I don't know that you have more to say. Bastard. So we should actually talk about this. Yeah, we probably should. Um, yeah. So, next week. Satan. I don't know who's going to be on the show next week. Um, oh, this, Sorry. But, oh, yeah. We I don't can know. call my dad. I think, Brett, I think Brett was talking about coming okay. on. So, Brett, Brett call my dad. But, yeah, this episode will be uploaded this weekend sometime. I don't know when. I'm going to fix the SoundCloud issues. Um, so, just keep in touch. Charles on social media. Um, if you see him, touch his butt. Don't touch my touch butt my because butt. I'll probably awesome cut your kidney out. Mm. Uh, if you want to be on the show, shoot me an email. Shoot me a message and interact with the page. Twat his email. Yeah, uh, yeah follow on oh, yes. social media. Stories from the front official at gmail.com. Check me out. That is stories from the front at gmail.com. No, stories from the front official at gmail.com. Yeah, and you say it like this. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Stories from the Front. Follow us on all major social media platforms for updates on guests and episodes. I am an American soldier, baptized in fire and blood. I give my heart and soul trying to do good.